0: Hey Fangirl Nation, you're listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We are brought to you today by Favor Apple Cider Vinegar Shots, and we are going to get right to it. We are continuing our draft preview. the NFL draft is next week. Thank
1: goodness, because it really gives us some semblance of sports. Yes. <laughs> I think it's so refreshing to finally have, um, you know, at least the draft. I know it's going to be in a different capacity. I know there's not going to be fans there. But, you know, it's something that we have to look forward to. And we can actually look at players, look at colleges, see, like, wh- what they're doing have fun, you know, draft picks that, you know, do mock drafts, it's at least giving us some semblance of sports. Absolutely. And the NFL
0: is doing, it's a -a draft-a-thon for three days, and it will be uh, raising money to go towards relief, towards COVID, for effort, let me start that over again, it's going towards raising money. Uh, to donate to organizations that are working towards uh, fighting COVID-19. So that is great. And we'll give more information about that next week uh, in our final draft preview podcast before the big day. But I agree, it it will be different, but it still will be something sports related. Uh, it will be fun to watch, uh, but it definitely will be different. So Excited to see how that all plays out and to see how those top 10, the top 10 picks go. I think it could go a variety of ways. Uh, we talked last week about wide receivers and corners. Both position groups are very deep in this draft. Of course, wide receivers being, I think, maybe the deepest position group in the draft. But we talked all about that. So if you missed that, make sure to tune in to last week's Fan Girl Playbook and find out who Steph's top receivers are, my top corners are. And then I also revealed my draft crush, which was lots of <laughs> When it was a big, it was a very big day. But today we are going against about, we are going to talk about the offensive line and pass rushers uh, because Steph's draft crush is most likely an offensive tackle. That is your wheelhouse.
1: You love yourself, an offensive partner. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I- I don't. I think um, it's probably not the most flashy player. I think it's the more practical player. So I think, like, for a lot of teams, I think that might be a little bit of a down, you know. But it's somebody that you know you can really build the team off. I think that there's a lot of teams that definitely uh, need it. I think that we're gonna see three offensive uh, linemen go top ten. I, you know, that's how like confident I am. Um, but at least top you know if they do fall i would say at least top 13 14. So um you know it's a position group that a lot of teams need especially you know in 2020. I know my jaguars definitely need one. Um and so that's where my draft crush came into play which is Makai Becton. He's a, a offensive line for Louisville and he's just he's just a monster. He's probably not the number 1 pick for a lot of people I think that's gonna to go to Wilkes, which is um of course that's um sorry I'm stumbling here. So but then you have um Wills, Alabama, Jared Wills, and then okay. um, I Iowa's Tristan Werf. So I think and then you also have Georgia's Andrew Thomas. So I think all these prospects are potentially number ones, but it depends on what team is going to really see, you know, the most for their team. And also like there, there's different, there's higher like upsides to some of these than others. So I, although I don't think that uh, Mackay is going to go number one in that position group, I, I just, he's my draft crush. You know, it's like I I can see him on the Jags so I can see him going nine. And so that's one of the reasons that uh, I picked him. And what could a
0: different, qualities uh, or talents to these different players bring like what would a team be looking for in each of these different players and why would they pick one over the other
1: well I mean it, you know the, I think there's just a different um you know Makai's a, a, a lot bigger so I think he has a little bit of a higher upside um but you see like because he's 6'7 he's 360 pounds where Wills is 6'4 Worfs is six five three twenty, and Thomas is six five three fifteen so these are the big boys, you know these are the guys that are really gonna be um forced up the board to really like fill a position they can probably step in and play right now, and I don't think there's like I don't think that this position group has been so like certain um that somebody can just step right in and play. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think all four of these guys are going to go quick. I mean, that's why I'm saying um I, I think that they're all going to go top 10, uh top, you know, if they fall, it's going to be somebody's, you know, wants their, you know, to, uh, or they want to get somebody, you know, a wide receiver that they like a sure thing, but that's, that's what I think. Um And also that they could just step in. I mean, they're just ready to go and they're, they're really good. Um They just have, Highest ceilings and really quick impact. They can all run block really well, especially Becton. Um, And they're very athletic nowadays for like, for running that way, like, uh, like Becton for being as big of a man as he is. And he's so athletic and fast. I mean, that's just something that we're seeing a little bit of a hybrid with the, these offensive linemen. And I think that that's exciting. You know, it's going to be exciting to see him on the field quickly. And you bring up an interesting point that traditionally this is a position position group
0: where they can't step right in. And that's always one of the things on drafting an offensive lineman. If you're a team that needs your, you know, your first pick to be able to step in on day one, sometimes it's not an offensive lineman, but it sounds like with this group that could be different this year. Yeah.
1: And they're, and they're really good with like, like finishing too. Like they, um, these offensive linemen, I mean, you can see like they're between their 40 yard dash times. Like one ran a four four point eight five. I mean, and being you know three hundred pounds, that's just incredible. Yeah, it's very impressive. And you know, and that they 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 can jump. Their long jumps are big, and their vertical jumps are big. And I it's just you really I think. um, And then at the same time, like one of them, I think the Iowa uh, lineman, he he set a weight room record with benching. four hundred and fifty pounds. So these are like really strong athletic, you know, freaks, you know, <laughs> but if, 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 to be honest. And I really think it's kind of exciting. I think it's gonna um we're gonna see all four of these guys go quick. And that's why I'm kind of excited about it, because it's like a different even though the whole draft has been wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, there are some gems in here on the offensive line. So we'll see where they go, but I'm I'm pretty hyped about it. And it's funny only when talking about an offensive lineman, when you're like, he's six
0: four three twelve 12. And I'm like, Oh gosh, he's he's smaller than the other guys. Only an offensive lineman would I be like, Oh, he's a little, a little bit on the smaller side. <laughs> Not really, of course, but it is really funny when you're talking about different position groups and in uh, different people. Well, I think this will be uh, an exciting draft and it, it sounds like there's a lot of talent in that group. So I'm excited to see it. And you know, of course it. You're right. It's a very practical position. It's an incredibly important position uh, because, of course, those are the people protecting the good old QB um, and, and the run game. And there's a lot, a lot going on there. So it's a very important practical position. I like the word that you use there. Maybe not as flashy, but, you know, the offensive lineman in a lot of ways is what makes the rest of the offense work. So, you know, yeah. that's a good kind of way to look at it.
1: And, and a lot of talk has been happening about like, you know, whether or not quarterbacks have enough time, whether or not they have enough protection, if the run game can get started, this is like the foundation of that. So in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's like one of the, you know, biggest positions. I mean, they're all important, obviously, you know, it takes a team to win, but it's, it's just it, on offense. It's just such a fundamental, you know, position that, you know, I, and it's not as fun, you know, because you want the catchy receiver that makes these plays, you know, downfield, you know, but the offensive line really is what, you know, moves the sticks as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I, I just think it's just such an integral, practical position. And, you know, I, I see the 49ers potentially going there. I see the Jaguars definitely, you know, the Giants uh, definitely. So all these teams are needy on that end. So who knows how um, it's going to go. But, you know, you have all these like studs that can run, but you you need someone that can block too. So who knows how they're going to, how they're going to do it. A hundred percent.
0: And we've talked for years on this podcast and, you know, and generally in the league, the state of offensive lines has been somewhat dismal, you know, over the last several years. I think this past year was a little bit better, but it has been a conversation that we've been having for a very long time um, and looking at different quarterbacks who are able to overcome that and those that cannot. So it obviously is a really important position. So we'll see how that goes. If we see three offensive linemen go in the top 10, that would be kind of incredible. I mean, that would be yeah. like your dream. <laughs> that would be your dream. <laughs> be you. like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, everybody's catching on. I love it. Um Well, before we move on and talk to pass rushers, we are going to take a quick, quick break to hear from our sponsor they say a healthy gut means a healthy you favor apple cider vinegar shots bottle this feeling into the convenience of a two ounce shot better digestion stronger immune system and the lowering of blood sugar levels are just some of the benefits to shooting a daily favor shot their proprietary blends are raw and organic and mix with other functional ingredients to create a better tasting experience. First time shooters can go to drinkafavor.com. All right, so Steph was all about those offensive linemen, and I am talking today about pass rushers. Uh, that I'm going to talk highlight three of them uh, that obviously are excellent football players, and that we should see go, uh, you know, relatively high. One of them, uh, a linebacker has had various injuries, so he may fall, but if he gets picked, uh, he'll be helpful for any team. And so actually I'll start with him because now I just feel like I have you guys in suspense. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to do that to everybody. Uh, and that's Terrell Lewis from Alabama He's a linebacker from Alabama. Alabama came in in 2016, had a great season, but then battled injuries pretty much the rest of his career until this past season in 2019. Uh, He ended up having six sacks, seven quarterback hits, and 35 quarterback hurries in 259 pass rushing snaps. So he is a bit of a disruptor for the QB on the field there. Um, His press rate of 19.8% was third among edge edge rushers with 100 or more pass rushing opportunities you know you get all these words out and they all blend together and then especially like in quarantine where you're not necessarily used to talking to people as much on a daily basis so it's hard to get the words out uh but I wanted to to take a look at him because I think he is a really solid football player and like I said battled injuries a lot of his career but one of those players that could fall to you know second round third round later rounds and could be a real gem for whatever team yeah. picks him up. And I think we've, we've seen how important a solid defense is and getting pressure to the quarterback is going against Steph's offensive lineman. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to see where he gets picked, where he ends up and how his career unfolds because should he be able to stay healthy? Like I said, I think he's going to be, you know, potentially a real gem on the field. So excited about that one. Do you think? Yes. Yeah. Just as a
1: quick question, do you think, you know, with the whole, you know, isolation and not being able to get the medical exams on some of these players. I mean, we, I mean, obviously they did what they could during the combine, but do you think that that makes teams a little bit gun shy to, you know, go with that pick because they can't get the full medical evaluations. They fly them in and getting all these things before they pick. Yes.
0: Oh, I absolutely do. And it'll be also interesting to see, and we'll probably talk more QBs next week. I think we're going to see, you know, a similar thing with Tua. Yeah. Um, I do mm-hmm. think that will make a difference for sure. You know, and there are positives to negatives on that. Of course, for the player, it's a negative because the, you know, the farther down you go, the the less happy they are. And of course, you're not as big a contract, all that kind of fun stuff, you know, going into it. But right. I think for a team, it provides the possibility of really finding those later round like diamonds in the rough, if you will. I mean, if you look like right. what the 49ers have done in the fifth round over the last several years, one of those players being, uh, yeah, they've been, I mean, they own that round. And one of those players being, of course, tight yeah. George Kittle. So I will be interested to see in this draft, do we end up over the next couple of years seeing stars and all of a sudden us saying, oh, you know, he was picked, wasn't picked till the fifth round. He wasn't picked till the sixth round. He wasn't, you know, all that are, we going to see more of that because there were players like that. I think Lewis definitely is one of those players. I don't think he'll go quite that late, but I think he could have gone earlier had, well, we'll see. I mean, I say he could have gone earlier. The draft hasn't happened yeah. yet. But, you know, I do think that that will factor into it because, you know, teams Understandably so, are going to be a little shy about picking someone that their team and their people have not had to evaluate and take a look at. Which you know I totally get. This draft is going to be really interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. And I do think you know the NFL for not no pun intended leveled the playing field and they made it so no one is going (laughs) to their facilities. And I think that was the right thing to do because otherwise there is a disparity if you have. 10, 15 teams in various various states that can't be in their facilities and you know, the rest can. Um, But we'll see how this all, how this all plays out. But the, that was a long answer to your question, but the short answer to question yes, (laughs) I do think it will affect things, but
1: it, I was just wondering because you said, you know, he has had he's had some injuries in the past. And I think that that's an interesting to, thing to look at, just not in with him, but a lot of players. So that's kind of the best answer I was looking yeah, for. Well, well good. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. I mean, in
0: his case, what's interesting is he was healthy this past season. So I'm also kind of curious as to how mm-hmm. that affects it. You know, he was healthy his freshman year. Healthy in 2016, not healthy, two different injuries, 2017, 2018. And then this past season, he was healthy. So he's in a good situation in which he's like, well, my most recent tape, my most recent, you know, campaign, I was, you know, healthy and, and obviously very successful and a true disruptor on the field. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that matters. But I think from a team perspective, you do want to evaluate injuries and and see what's going on there and all is the other stuff truly healed and, and they're not gonna be able to do it. So you bring up a really good point, And I think we're going to see throughout the draft, how that affects certain picks. Yeah. All right. So my next player is defensive end um, out of, of course, because this happens as we talked about last week and this happens every year these great players come out of Ohio State. For those of you who don't know, I went to Michigan. I'm a huge Michigan Wolverines fan, so it breaks my heart to have to discuss this. And as I said last week on the pod, these Ohio State players that I was so used to just hate in college I end up really liking in the NFL Nick Bosa of course being number one on that Um, but I'm talking about today none other than Chase Young talk about a disruptor on the field this guy is a disruptor on the field clearly teams change their game plans around him he himself said that so he also has quite a bit of confidence but he's not wrong I mean you see it week after week you saw it in college how game plans are truly changed for him. So 75 total pressures in 2018, 56 in 320 pass rushing attempts this past season, 2019. Uh, but he had met, he had 150 less snaps this year than he had in 2018. But super fast, you know, quick first step. He intuitively just knows how to pressure a quarterback. He's got that, that untangible that you just can't teach that you're just born with, that you see in the Bosa brothers that you you see in a lot of people like that. You know, I think D. Ford has that. Um, So he obviously is a tremendous, tremendous football player will probably go number two. Uh, But of course, who knows do the Bengals trade that first round pick? If they don't, I'm pretty sure they're picking Burrow at one and Chase Young will go number two. But there's been plenty of talk yeah. that he may even be, and I shudder to say this, and I think we've discussed it before on this podcast, that he may even have more raw talent than Nick Bosa, which I just don't know that I can believe that's true. However, it's been discussed by more than one person <laughs> who may know
1: better. Than yeah. I do. Yeah, I've heard, heard that too in a college for yeah. Um like- he, um, I mean, he grades the highest. He's productive everywhere. I mean, I think he shattered, like, the season on the pass rushing grade, like, overall. There's not a single thing that he's not elite at, you know? Not so, a, like, he doesn't, it's like, you can't even find one weakness there, you know? Because he's just good at everything. So, yeah, he's, I mean, truthfully, I mean, you, you it, it's exciting to see an edge come up like this. Because... It's not a strong edge class. No, so he's you know, he's definitely gonna he's gonna go, you know, um quick and if not one or two, you know. So And he he's the type
0: of player that potentially could change a football team. I mean, he has that mm-hmm. ability. So if he does indeed go number two, uh, which I believe is to Washington, correct? So
1: yeah.
0: with Ron Rivera, who is a fantastic coach. I mean, I think that the team from Washington has a lot going against it at all times for a variety of reasons, but they got a good coach there uh, and I have a lot of confidence in Riverboat Ron and I think he can do a lot of good things on that team and this is the type of player that can change a team and we saw it with Nick Bosa. I mean, certainly there were many other things that worked in the 49ers that, right. helped, that brought them the success that they had. But you look at Nick Bosa, and even there was a streak there without a sack, but you looked at the pressure and the hurries. And basically, he also is the player that right. makes teams change their game plan. So, Chase Young has that ability. He could definitely change a football player, football team. He's like, you know, like a Khalil Mack. You know, these, these are the defensive players right. that can come on in and change the game, literally. So uh, very curious to see how that all plays out. So you know, although again, breaks my heart to have to keep talking about Ohio State players. I had to do it last week too, I, and it just apparently is going to be the
1: good football team. They're just
0: a good, a good college football team, and they managed to just stay good. And you know, I guess you have to give credit where credit is due, even if it breaks your heart week after week after week. Um, so there's that. And did you, did you fact check me? Am I right? Seth Washington as the number two? Yes. Washington is, is, is second and Detroit Lions is third. Thank you very much. I'd like having my fact checker here as my co-host. It's very helpful. Very, very helpful. Um, okay. And then my, my final player that I'm going to talk about today, and I'm a hundred percent going to say his name wrong. So y'all feel free to comment and tell me I said his name wrong but yetter gross Matos, yetter i'm not 100 sure
1: i'm not i'm not 100 sure either
0: um maybe my fact checker can google that real quick while i'm talking about him um he's a defensive man out of uh, penn state so 38 total pressures and 330 pass rushing snaps in 2019 tons of versatility along the line so he can play a number of places there which is always helpful on any team to know that you have versatility powerful guy fast guy defends the run well uh when needed which i think is also a, a big thing there and he has a solid grasp of pocket space which makes it very easy for maybe not very easy but pretty easy for him to go after the qb he also comes to the draft having been through quite a bit of tragedy in his life his father passed away they were uh in a they were fishing I believe when he was two years old and they both fell out of the boat and his father passed away his grandfather saved him I believe his brother passed away uh so he's been through a lot in his life uh so I always like to see someone who has dealt with such adversity to be able to succeed um so really solid solid football player though and you know I think versatility is a big thing and I think that that brings him up a little higher than maybe he even would have been before because when you can look at a player and say okay yes he's a he's a defensive end but he can play along the line and I can plug him in where needed is obviously huge for any team and every any defense and as we were talking about before how offensives have to change their game plan for certain players if if that defenses have to do the same thing. And if you're able to move people around and plug people in where they need to go, I always think that's uh, positive, especially with a guy who, as I said, is very powerful and very fast and can get to the quarterback and, like I said, defend the run. So those are my pass rushers to keep an eye on for the draft. I actually can't believe... The draft is next week. I feel like we've been talking about it forever, as always seems to be the case. With I know. <laughs> it does feel like
1: and we have a fun, fun fangirl project coming
0: up too. <laughs> sure do. Make sure you're following us on Instagram on Monday at fangirl sports network. We have a very fun project, and then also follow your favorite fangirl as we have a fun project for that. And actually, this is not draft related, but since we brought up fangirl projects. Just as a reminder, if you missed it, this Thursday, we are debuting our fangirl flick of the week. So last week I assigned uh quote unquote assigned because obviously there's no, um, no one's going to test. But the, <laughs> the movie this week is major league. And so this week it'll be me and our Colts fangirl Taylor, who is a huge baseball fan. Uh, Taylor Few, and we are going to be talking about some of our favorite moments from the movie, like lines we forgot, and we're going to be going live on. We're going to be live on the. Let me start that sentence over again. We are going to be live <laughs> on the Fangirl Sports Network Instagram talking about it. So please join us at 5:30 p.m. Pacific time. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and since we don't actually have baseball yet. It'll be fun to talk about this movie, and then every week it'll be a different movie, and then me and a different fangirl discussing it on our brand Instagram. So make sure you're following us at Fangirl Sports Network and tune in Thursdays at five thirty. And this week I will also announce the movie for next week. Your homework assignment, but as far as homework goes, <laughs> not too shabby. Uh, also have, Major League happened. Do one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you pronounce his name Yitor Grossmado. Yitor. You guys, get yourself a fact checker. Okay, that's what I would say. <laughs>
0: if I can give anybody any advice about a podcast, get yourself a fact checker who can check facts in real time. Yitor. I wasn't that off. I said Yeter, Yeter, but Yitor. All right, Yitor Grossmados. I'm going to be honest right now, he might have my favorite name in the draft, Yitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Though, you know that I really am excited for Jordan Love's career because I'll be tweeting Love wins pretty much his entire NFL career, and if you didn't (laughs) already know that about me, you just didn't know me, (laughs) but that would be, I mean, as many times as possible, so I'm excited about that too. So his name, but Yitor is a little bit, you know, more uh, original and, and different, so I'm all in on that. Um, well with that, we have hit fangirl says who's hot. Who's not since there's not a ton going on in the world of live sports or in sports right now, uh, Steph and I are going to share our fangirl says who's hot. Who's not this week. We are, we, this is a joint effort today. It becomes a joint project. Uh, so Steph, would you like to do the honors for who's hot?
1: Yeah, I think definitely the, who's hot. (laughs) And we're getting down to the the bare bones here. But Simone Biles had a challenge on her Instagram was the handstand challenge. And she stood on her hands and was walking on her hands and she was able to take her sweatpants off. And I just thought that was so amazing and athletic. She definitely is the who's hot. And I and, and that looks so hard. And But that's what happens when you're in quarantine. You do stuff that is a little odd. (laughs) But uh, it was fun and it was amazing. I mean, it's really
0: impressive. I'm sorry, but that is like very impressive. I would like fall over and it would be a disaster. So uh, I found that really impressive. I found Simone Biles pretty impressive on a daily basis. So not shocking, but really that was incredible. Uh, And then our Who's Not well, we're gonna it's a who's not, and then we're also gonna give it an honorable mention for trying. Was the NBA course competition, which the finals are on yeah. Thursday. I think the semifinals and finals are on Thursday. Didn't quite pan out maybe how they'd hope, but I give them a lot of credit for trying to come up with something entertaining.
1: It was a good effort. It sounded like it was gonna be pretty fun. <laughs> but I don't think it's a good effort yeah. we'll give it. I think during
0: these times we'll give it a good effort, however. It's still going to be our... Didn't hit exactly
1: how we wanted it to No, hit. <laughs>
0: probably not. So it's our not hot. Uh, though I will say in fairness to it, if in a normal sports time, it probably wouldn't have even been on our radar. So there's that. But, but unfortunately for it, it's what we got. So it was our who's not. Um, and I think with that, we are concluding this week's Fangirl Playbook. Next week will be our final draft preview. And then... Next week is the draft. So that's exciting. But lots of fun things over on Fangirl Sports Network over the next couple weeks. Thursday, don't forget, at Fangirl Sports Network, Instagram Live, talking about Major League and then announcing next week's Flick of the Week. Monday, we're debuting a very fun Fangirl video for the draft. Next Tuesday, another Fangirl playbook. This Thursday, Get My Job. You guys, so much fun content. You'd think we had lots of sports going on, but we're powering through. Um,
1: and with that, well- yeah, and I want to I tell you, too, I loved the Rapino podcast. So everybody go listen oh, to that yes. one. That was one of my favorites. Um, I just liked everything she had to say. It was really like inspiring. So I think everybody should go back and listen to that if you already have it. Well, and then Steph is going, it brings up a point that
0: lets me plug our other podcast, get my job. Every (laughs) Thursday goes live at 3 PM Pacific time, but it is me sitting down every week with a woman in sports and talking about her career, her journey, obstacles she's faced advice. She has, it really is a great one And this past week was Rachel Rapino and she's Megan's sister. And she has started a company with two other co-founders called called Mendy and it's CBD products for athletes. And she really was such a fantastic guest. There are so many good, just gems and such good advice. And she was just incredible. She really was. So, um, it was a great pod. I highly recommend it. As Steph said, it's very inspiring and also just, just like a joy to talk to. (laughs) Really was, it was great. So thank you for the plug, Steph. Um, so you can subscribe to this podcast, Bandroll Playbook, on iTunes and get my job on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And with that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Almost dropped. time. All right. Have fun. All right. to <laughs> later. Bye.